This is the world-famous marriage segment with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070, The Answer. The Friday Show. I mean, I love the marriage segment on the Friday Shows. I really do. It's something I really enjoy. feels good to do. I've been doing it for years on the radio. Talking about the glory and the sanctity and the holiness of marriage. And then I threw in steaminess, right? I've been doing it a long time. Pretty much in radio management. Well, the, radio, the beginning radio management didn't like it. They said you should never talk about <laughs> you shouldn't talk about fidelity of marriage. You can talk about sleeping around, boozing, drugging, hooting, hollering, but don't you dare talk about marriage in, in a positive light. I was like, okay, whatever. And then we get to Salem, and of course they love it. That's our parent company here that has our radio show. And then uh, join forces with Robert Kosick. Mr. Kosick is a uh, a marriage coach and a church deacon and author wrote the book Honor the Vow, honorthevow.com, and we met years and years and years ago, and he's been writing our marriage tips, which appear on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Uh, can you buy, I, we are up to, ladies and gentlemen, we are now up to marriage tip 222. Mr. Kosick, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Sam, and welcome back from New York. Thank you, sir. I don't know if you got the chance to hear Denise and I's story. Uh, when I, I did, uh, and, 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 and I, you know, I swear we were a nice place, and a dude like sat down and was and was you know giving it a shot, and trying to pick her up. And he was nice, you know. Bought, like I said, bought us two rounds of drinks, didn't want any trouble. But I was like, I, I trust her, and I was on yeah. the phone this week with a guy, and he does. He was yelling into the phone how he doesn't trust wow. her, his wife, and I, 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 I don't know what to say. You know, it's. I, I don't know. Years ago, I was working late on a project, and I was working for a female boss, and we were there uh, trying to get this project done, working late downtown to about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I called my wife up, and I said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm dropping, and I'm going to walk my boss to her car, and then I'm going to catch a taxi in front of the uh, hotel and come on home. And I was like, great, I'll see you in a little bit. And I got off the phone, and my boss was like, I can't believe you just told your wife that. And I said, told her what? He goes, you just told your wife you dropped your boss off at a hotel, <laughs> and you're catching a taxi. And I'm like, I'm downtown. My wife's going to be thrilled to death that I'm not walking downtown at 2 o'clock in the morning with nobody around. I want to be in an area where there's lots of people. because I could never say that to my husband. I said, well, then you got some stuff to work on. Amen. My wife, yeah, my wife completely trusts you. Never would have entered her mind that I was at a hotel with my boss. I was just walking to the hotel next to the right. building I was in, and it was going to be safe. That's all she cared about. And trust, and, and like, I'm like poor, look, talking to this poor soul this week, <clears throat> and hearing him, you can just hear the, 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 the anger and the hurt in his voice. Trust is like a, for you, a great glass of wine or a great glass of scotch. You know, at the end of the day, you unwind and you relax. Trust is like a relaxing drug. It's very relaxing. It's like a movie night with blankets, watching the TV, you know, watching a movie with your wife or your husband. And that you're like, it's that, ah, right? The opposite is agita, is agita, is tension and anxiety. Absolutely. And honestly, when, when, when trust goes away, you get into kind of what the tip is all about today is, is, is you gotta separate and you, you gotta rebuild that and trying to work things out and trying to bring things back together again. Trust is usually at the foundation of why marriages fall apart. Amen. And Amen. Pe- people just don't, they, they, people just kind of take that for granted that they trust each other or that everything's okay without really working on it and making sure that they understand it. And then they go out and do stupid things to hurt it and they wonder why their spouse doesn't trust them anymore. True. Like, well, All right, here's marriage tip number 222, all available on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. The content written by Mr. Kosick is please stay, I'll read it, and then he'll respond. Open Arms by Journey is the story of a couple who drifted apart then separated, but now the husband is asking his wife to try to make it work. So here I am with open arms, 
hoping you'll see what your love means to me. If your spouse is willing to talk, willing to, to sincerely try, maybe your willingness to also try or try again is the right answer. So here's guidelines for a second chance. Obviously, you did something stupid, but here's the guidelines for the second chance. One, forgiveness does not, does not mean forgetting or condoning. It's simply a waiver of the debt owed for the pain caused. Two, the pain is real. Don't pretend it isn't. Three, clear consequences are critical for repeated bad behavior for patients. They're not perfect. They will mess up again. And five, remind yourself that you're not perfect either. So take it away. Guidelines for second chances. Yeah, second chances are difficult because, again, you get down to that trust level and you don't trust them and, and you get a little more paranoid about things they do. If you call them and say, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late tonight, the first thing that pops into their head is what's what's that person doing? You know, they, they, they're doing something bad. They're doing something wrong. And so there's a lot of things that happen when, when you break that trust and, and you have to go through that forgiveness process. What people need to understand is you're not telling them that what you did is okay. You're not telling them that you're going to forget what they did. You're just saying what you did caused me pain, and there be, should be some restitution for that pain, just normally how things work, but I'm forgiving that. So I'm going to say you don't owe me anything for that. But going forward, we're going to have some boundaries. We're going to have some rules. We're going to have some consequences if you do that stupid thing again. And then, and then we're going to have to be patient with each other because as we go through this process, you don't change overnight. You will stumble and fall. And there has to be some rules in place on how we're going to work through those. But we're going to understand that you are going to fail occasionally. And the worst part that couples do is they're really good at pointing the fingers at what their spouse did wrong. And they're really bad at looking at themselves in the mirror and going, well, maybe I did contribute to that. Not meaning that what they did was was right or justified, but maybe you did contribute to it. There's two pieces to that puzzle, and you need to be careful of that as well when you're when you're working through these second chances. And I like number four, patience. They're not perfect, and we're not perfect. It's God's world. He's perfect. We absolutely we ain't we show ain't perfect. Uh, we do the best we can, and reminding yourself that you're not perfect. They're not perfect. You know, let's give it a shot. Yeah. I like the good rule of yeah, the good rule of thumb is draw a circle around yourself and fix what's in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> I like Robert Kosick, uh my wingman on our world famous marriage talk segment. Listen coast to coast, enjoyed it. They love it in New York, by the way, too, where we're oh, cool. our headquarters are. Um, I think they also love the fact that you pulled a Journey song from like 1980 or 81. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so I'm dating myself a little bit. Huh? <laughs> like Journey, come um, So there are guidelines for second chances. Is there is there an opportunity or a time when there is no second chance that whatever happened was so bad that the husband or wife? You know, is, I, it, that, that's a that's a personal call. Uh, I listened to a story of a lady who said she got married. Her husband cheated on her. She divorced him. She got married again. That husband cheated on her. She got divorced. She got married a third time. And this time, the husband didn't cheat on her. They've had a great marriage for 10 years. The interesting part of that story is it was the same guy that she married all three times. So sometimes sometimes you, you, you there is some hope there. Other times, if there's physical abuse, if there's really bad verbal abuse, separation is good, obviously, in those cases. And sometimes it's not rectifiable. Uh, I'm not going to tell someone to get a divorce, but there are times right. that I look at them and say, yeah, you're, you're perfectly justified if that's the decision that you make. If you have a chronic, someone that's a chronic uh, abuser in, in any sort, either they're sleeping around constantly, they have uh, an addiction, those kind of things, they won't break them, and your safety and your health is in jeopardy, there are times to separate, and sometimes there's times to divorce uh, as well. I'm not naive. I know that happens, but uh, but be careful when to jump to that conclusion too fast. 
because you got you know God God is great about giving um, uh, rectifying people and giving forgiveness and healing and all that and people can turn around if they're given the right motives. Amen. Sometimes Amen it works, sometimes it doesn't. Robert so. Kosick with us. Real quick, I, I, I got to get to the break. Can you stay one more segment? Yeah, absolutely. I got stuck in an elevator in New York, and <laughs> you know how you're stuck in an elevator. I don't know if you're ever stuck in an elevator, but you meet people and you start you know talking with people. And yeah. and uh, there were two single gals, one was 29, 29 and 32, right, and they're sisters. They're both single, and they're both on the hunt for men. And they were talking about their desire to get married and how things like Tinder uh, have screwed up dating for them, So, mm. which is which is an app. And, by the way, you just kind of swipe by, and you look at people you want to hook up with. Real quick, stay where you are. Let me get to the break. Okay. Tell me to go to the break. So we're going to do, we rarely, rarely ever do a dual segment of our marriage talk segment. We're going to do it next. Nobody move. Back in a second. AM 1070, the answer. Let's reignite the fire in your romance with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. Let's take it nice and easy. It's going to be so easy for us to fall Is that Frankie? In That's right. I don't, I don't know this song. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, Mr. Malone. Is this a classic? Yeah. Oh. Relax. You don't you Let me get it real quick. I know we do our world famous marriage talk segment uh, on Fridays at eight thirty Central Time, right? Day Central Time. And then Mr. Kosick and I, Robert Kosick, he's an author, he's a church deacon, he's a uh, marriage coach, and we'll sit and chat. So I want to add one more story. So I'm sorry for keeping you for one extra break, um, real quick. So I was well, I was in New York on business. Met Denise later. I would take care of the meetings and then meet for a drink. We went for a place and the elevator broke. Okay, so we're right. stuck. we left the the, the restaurant, the bars on the top of this building, uh, on the Upper West Side, ish, and then we got stuck. So we got stuck for like twenty minutes. And there's two adorable girls. One I found is twenty nine. They're sisters. One's twenty nine. One's like thirty two. Thirty two year old single, divorced. Twenty nine, never married. The twenty nine year old picks up her phone and starts calling her mother like we're on a flight hitting, getting ready to hit a mountain. I'm stuck in an elevator. <laughs> they're both from they're from Queens. We're in, you know, whatever. And I'm like, ma'am, it's okay. You know, I've been stuck in elevators before. There's a half circle key. The engineer of the fire department has one. They just open it up and unlocks it. The doors will slide. Don't worry. And she's whatever. So we get out, and now the managers, they, they get rescued. No big, no one's hurt. The manager feels really bad. He's like, you know, Mr. Malone, I'd like to buy you drinks and to the ladies too. So we kind of they, they sit us at a table together, and they start talking. You know, of course, my wife's like, so what do you do with that? They find out we've been married 28 years. They think that's adorable. Denise is the same age as her mom, 55. Oh. And they're like, my mom doesn't look like you. And then like, we want you to be our parents. Anyway, Denise is like, are you dating? You know, and they're like, no, it's so hard to date in Manhattan. And I'm like, ma'am, that's like the biggest city in the globe. Why is it hard to oh. date in New York City? She goes, these apps. I said, like, what, Tinder or something? She's like, yeah, you'll get a first date. But by the time that date's over, they're already on Tinder again, and they're swiping and looking for the next date. Wow. And then she says manners, and the the, the twenty nine year old is saying, she says it manners today. Like I went on this date with this guy, and his Uber came before my Uber, and he got in that his Uber first and left me at the restaurant. <laughs> and I'm like, 
who ever heard of these problems 20 years ago? And Gosh. and in order to get the guy's attention, you got to give a little bit more, so to speak, so that he doesn't immediately go home and go on Tinder again or Bumble and get the next profile and keep swiping. So it's in America's most crowded city, Mr. Robert Kosick. They're complaining mm. that they, that dating is going downhill. Oh yeah, because everything's so fast and so quick, and and they do these speed dating things where you sit at a table and you get two three minutes with the person in front of you to kind of figure them out and stuff. And people just completely forgot what marriage is. It, marriage from the very beginning was two becoming one. That's how it started. You're supposed to be connecting as friends, and we we pitch this to our kids over and over and over again. Become best friends first, then worry about dating. And the whole purpose of dating is to find out if you want to be married. That that's why you date is to see if you connect and you blend together and all that kind of stuff. So. People are trying to get straight to the should we get married stage, and they're forgetting all about let's become friends. And if they would go back to the let's become friends part and get to know each other well, the marriage stuff kind of just takes care of itself. It's just, so. and, and there's these distractions. People think an app is convenient. And Denise was asking, well, don't you all meet people through church or something like that? And they're like, well, you know, my mom has tried or our uncles tried or our aunts tried. Well, isn't that like the old school way from the community, people who know you and respect you and, and like you a lot, go, oh, hey, Mr. Cos, you know Robert, you're a nice guy. You got to meet this woman over here. She's sweet. We know her. Right. That that old school way is disappearing, man. And having that character reference is something nice, you know. And sometimes you have to kind of judge the person who's given the character reference because they're not always really good at knowing what's what's best for you. Blind dates are easier. Uh, some of the best stories to listen to. But uh, but again, if you get together with the intention of I just want to see if I like hanging out with you. And, and if I like hanging out with you, we'll hang out. And if something else develops, great. If not, then we'll just hang out with a lot of people until the right person that I want to move to the next level with comes along. But everybody's trying to start with that person that start dating, and they're skipping the foundation of a solid marriage. You and Denise have a fantastic marriage. My wife and I have a fantastic marriage because we became best friends to begin with. And when you're best friends, all of that trust that we talked about earlier and all of those different supporting of each other, encouraging each other, that all comes naturally. You don't have to force it. When you just kind of force two people together to be dating, that's where the divorces come in. That's where the distractions come in. And if someone's jumping onto an app to go pick up the next person real quick, you probably don't want to spend a whole lot of time with them anyway because they're not very well committed, and they're not committed to at least trying to make something solid here work. And and I think it's just a waste of time, although some good good things have come out of those apps. Yeah, yeah. I've met people. But uh, I know some people have been married for several years that met somebody online first. It's an easy icebreaker, but they also, once they met, they built on the relationship first as Amen. opposed to trying to figure out they should get married. Exactly. And by so. the way, when we were dating, we would see our lovely wives or future wives across the room and go, oh, we didn't look at a Photoshopped picture. Or, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like really, your picture, but you don't look. Oh, you're so much. Well, you're thinner on the picture. You know, yeah. like. Okay. Well, yeah, but I will say, there was, I met one guy who's married 25 years. He said, "What's the secret?" He said that uh, he doesn't try to run his wife, his, his wife's life, and she doesn't try to run his. He said, "But I also threw in the caveat: she's not allowed to come out of the room until she puts her face on." Ah, <laughs> 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 so, uh, so it's a little. So that's that's old school photoshopping, I guess. <laughs> As Rodney Dangerfield said, my wife got a mud mud pack on her face, got, you know, one of those things. She, she looked great for two days, and the mud fell off. Oh, there you go. All right, <laughs> Mr. Kosick, thanks for sticking around an extra break. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having me. Have a blessed day. And for uh, you all, go visit our face-to-face Sam Malone shows where you find the Marriage Talk segment. Back in a second for hour three. AM 1070, The Answer. 